Welcome to the Beyond 3D podcast, where we explore all things 3D and the important role that 3D data plays throughout the manufacturing process, driving decisions throughout a product's life cycle. Here, we talk with industry analysts, business owners, developers, and industry influencers, and hear real stories that you can relate to and learn from, and know which trends and technologies apply to your business. So join us as we go Beyond 3D. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Beyond 3D podcast. My name is Angela Samoz, and I am here with my co-host, Jonathan Giroir from TechSoft 3D. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Hi, everyone. And today's guest is Peter West, Vice President of Marketing for Actify, who is a TechSoft partner. Um, and Actify focuses in the automotive, makes software for the automotive space. And uh, I think we're going to have a really interesting conversation. So welcome, Peter. Thank you, Angela. Hi, Jonathan, and look forward to the conversation. Well, Peter, um, it's great to have you. And could you just tell us a little bit about Actify and then also what you've been doing over the last few years to, to really reinvent what you've been doing? Yeah, I would love to. Thanks, Jonathan. Well, Actify is probably most widely known for our CAD visualization product, Spinfire. That's been on the market for many years and has a loyal customer base of over 2,000 organizations. Largest contingent is in Europe, followed by North America. And overall, I think Actify, between us and our partners, we have customers in more than 40 countries. I started working with Actify around four years ago, and I learned that the majority of those customers, around 85%, are full or part-time participants in the automotive supply chain. Now, 2D, 3D CADs, very much cross-industry requirements. So that came as a little bit of a surprise. Why so many customers in just one industry? Why this one industry? And the answer turns out to be the way the auto industry is structured with OEMs, that's the Fords, Teslas, BMWs, et cetera. They design the vehicles and they outsource the majority of part production for each platform, each model or program as it's known in the industry to literally hundreds of suppliers. There's, there's something like 20 to 40,000 parts in an automobile which you don't want to think about as you're driving down a freeway, but there are lots of parts going on. And we'll drive into some of the details of what that entails a little later, but from a visualization perspective, it means that those suppliers are working every day with incoming CAD in multiple formats from their customers, since the OEMs between them use every major CAD system and more. So Spinfire is essential because the customers need an easy, and cost-effective way to access their customer information. In terms of the evolution of the company, today we describe Actify as the program management solutions company. And we really have just followed that thread, starting with CAD visualization and collaboration, along to storing and managing data, to supporting the cross-enterprise global supplier teams that launch components into production. So we've moved all the way from kind of CAD to CAD storage and management into the application space, and specifically the way vehicles are launched into the market. Great. So we're talking we're talking about Spinfire and, and other applications, but mostly targeted at the automotive industry. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of things are shareable with other industries, and we have some great customers outside the automotive space that are just 
doing what, what's needed with their CAD, but there's this acute business need because most companies are dealing with their internal CAD and not with volumes of incoming that they have to deal with on a daily basis. Great. And the real value here, Spinfire is, is a viewer that can import a variety of different CAD file formats. And right. the, the reason I know Actify is, is we've been working with you for many years here at TechSoft3D. We provide those file readers as part of our toolkits and as well that, that graphics engine that powers uh, your application as well. So, so we've been working together in partnership for many years. But what's interesting is what you've been able to do with that. So not just being able to, to take a variety of CAD data and be able to, to visualize it, but now what are you doing for the organizations that are using the, the viewers that you're, you're producing? It's not just the engineers using this data and being able to, to view this data. Is that right? That's right. I think there was a switch that flicked for us at some stage where we realized that we were just stuck in the mold of CAD viewers are just extensions of the CAD system. CAD systems are provided to individual user seats. And so we should think about it that same way, about individuals and seats. And really, that's, that's contrary to the founding vision of the company, which was to make CAD data as universally accessible as PDF. The idea was you shouldn't have to think about using CAD. It should be a 3D world. You should work in 3D. And what we realized, go back to our automotive suppliers, they're getting the CAD data coming in from the customer. Well, obviously the, the whole engineering organization needs to figure out how do I turn that design into a product? But then, you know, you have the purchasing people saying, okay, well, what do I have to purchase outside in terms of parts, subcontract services? Um, very large piece of launching a, a component into production is purchasing the tooling. And that's hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars of outside expense. So purchasing is involved. Now, when you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, your finance department tends to take an interest, right? Uh, so they're involved and quality is involved. And, oh, by the way, we're talking about a customer product. So marketing, sales, the business development folks, they want to see what's going on. And there's changes happening. The, the engineering folks come back and say, yeah, we see that design, but we can't actually physically make it. We need to make this change. Would you communicate that back to the customer? And the customer comes back and says, well, We've changed what we're doing. Would you make this change? So there is constant communication. And in that world, you don't want to be limited because you just fell off the edge of CAD cliff. You're now in non-graphical world where people are, are sitting there with email. You've lost your digital thread. Everything to do with keeping track of what's going on is broken. And what we said is, let's just give Spinfire to everyone. Let's just enterprise license it. And then everyone has it on their office machine, their home machine during COVID. You know, everyone's got access. And we'll find a licensing scheme that enables everyone to participate, collaborate in, in 3D. And that has been a real breakthrough for us. It's, it's been a breakthrough for our customers. It's changed culture. We have customers saying Spinfire is the backbone of our business because they're all permanently now working in CAD in 3D. They're visualizing, they're annotating, they're sharing information. 
and it's part of that digital thread. It's it's transformative. Transformative. Yeah, it's becoming ubiquitous, isn't it? Yeah. So three three D for everyone, and it's not just for the engineers anymore. Yeah, we see that not just in automotive. We see that in building and construction, where everybody sure. wants access to that digital thread, that digital twin, and you're able to make better business decisions at the end of the day. And way less time is, is yeah. We we have this three C's mantra, so it's communicate, mm. collaborate, and the third one is comprehend. It's the picture is worth a thousand words. So if you're having a conversation with a customer, and you want to communicate something, then actually showing them rather than trying to describe, you know, that edge over there and that radius, it's just a lot more effective to to have that joint visual experience. Yeah, great. So so three D for everyone has been there. You've had that. You've had that. What have you been doing now to automate? Automation is a hot topic. Mm -hmm. You are improving processes with with your applications, but have you been able to even push that envelope a little bit further in assisting your users to automate some of their processes? We have, and this again, you have to go back into my into our use case of the the engineers dealing with a significant volume of incoming CAD in different formats every day. Mm -hmm. From different, from different sources. And what we found was, first of all, they were saying, you know, we have an engineer who basically is spending a large proportion of his or her, her time just sitting there converting files. You know, because we have an internal standard that we use, we have all these external formats coming in, and they're just opening files, translating, saving, and putting them somewhere. And so we said, okay, well, we actually do all of that work with the TechSoft software that's underneath our system, but we're asking you to press a button and do it manually. What if we set up what we call pipelines that are specific to the individual customer that say, well, when you get this file from this customer, here's, here's what it's going to contain, and here are the rules for unpacking that information and for forwarding it on to the people who need it. And what they tell us is, you know, that means we get the customer information into the right people's hands, maybe 40, 48 hours sooner. Now, second piece of that, I talked about working with the customers and the customers making changes. The customer will often give the supplier 10 business days to respond to that new information. Well, if you spend the first 48 hours, the first two days, just unpacking the data, you've now lost, what is that, 20% of the time? And if we can give them 20% more time to do the work, then they're going to do a better job of, yes, that's going to cost you X, Mr. Customer, and it'll take this long. So it's, it's, it's something that we can provide to a customer as, as an unattended workstation. It's just sitting there on the network. It, we give it the rules, and it, it sits there quietly behaving itself and engineers and everyone else in the organization magically gets the information they need in the right place, in the right format, on time. And to say people love it would be an understatement because it's it's painless, time-saving. And, and for that engineer that was sitting there spending their day doing this, uh, well, they haven't sent us flowers yet, but I'm sure that's what they would like to do. We'll get your address at the end of end of the podcast so some people can send those. So, so time savings. That's that's one real benefit, being able to communicate and collaborate. 
Are there other surprising benefits either from, from the automation pipelines that you've created or just having 3D data for, for everyone? Have there been other surprising benefits that the, your, your customers have told you about? Yes, actually, it's, it's become kind of a thing where we get customers telling us that something they just, just happened in their company that the IT folks found out about because they set up this universal license and now everyone has it on the desktop. A lot of it happened during COVID because you had HR departments and facilities department being told, we now need X amount of space, two meters of space between every workstation or something, rearrange all the floor plans, right? So they would get a, they would get a facilities outsource partner sending them a CAD file and what would happen is that that person would, facilities person would then find an engineer who can read this thing for them and give them a printout, okay? And, and now that goes away because they've got spin for our enterprise. And we have HR departments getting files on health and safety and what are your, and what, where are your emergency signs? Every year they get a company, you know, companies get an, an audit of their emergency procedures. And an outside auditor comes in to check that they've got the signage right, and they've got the this right and that right. And suddenly everyone talks about, well, we're, we're doing spin fires. You know, so they, they don't have to know what the format is, what the file is. They just click on something, it works. And that Texoft software deals with whatever format is coming in and spin fire renders things consistently so that everyone's gonna see the same the same image, the same detail, whether it's a facilities layout or it's more critically products going into production so that you don't get the variances and the inconsistencies of dealing with different formats. Yeah. Just dealing with technology in general, when something just works. Something just works. It's, it's something beautiful, right? It and is. You can get to our real job instead of trying to sort out the IT headaches. The yeah, and, and IT, you know, just just getting those little cases coming in where, hey, I've got this file, what can I, they don't need that. The engineers don't need that. So this isn't something that you're ever gonna see high on a list of enterprise needs, but they sure like it when they get it. Yeah, and I bet these organizations in automotive, they have a somewhat lockdown environment. And so having approval for one application that does a variety of, of tasks is probably way better than having 10 applications and trying to get approval and sort that out. So I bet that yeah. also has benefits. Another example of that is if you're a salesperson for an automotive supplier and you go visit your customer, you, you're often not allowed to take devices on site. Mm -hmm. And if you can, you can't access the internet while you're there. So they're in a position where they will show if they can take in a laptop and they, they actually make, I've, I've visited various plants recently and they will disable your internet. They will put tape over various places, right? You, you've probably yeah. gone through this as well. Now you can you can use the, the laptop so you can pull up your spin fire, you can sit with your customer, you can annotate the changes that you need to make, highlight things and so forth. And you get back to the office, you get out into your car and you connect to the internet and now you can share that information immediately with colleagues. So this, this ability to communicate and collaborate just has unlimited value to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've experienced some of that security tape with some <laughs> customer visits before. So you're talking about having the, the tech on your laptop. Um, sometimes you don't have access to the internet, but one thing we are seeing in the industry, so this is 
this is not just an automotive, but 3D engineering in general is a little bit slower to adopt new technology. However, there has been a continual migration to cloud technology. So Absolutely. we see that in building and construction. There was about a decade ago and companies are continuing, especially the larger companies who are building software are continuing to think about what are, what's my cloud strategy and the demand is we're seeing is higher than ever. Is, is that the experience you've had as well for having cloud enabled software as well? Yeah, I think there is some there is some lag in actually getting cloud implemented because there's a lot of legacy applications, a lot of legacy information. It's going to take time. But we I think it's a while since we've seen a customer say they're actually looking for a new on-prem solution. So the the strategy is cloud. Sometimes execution lags a little bit behind, but I think we're at the point where everyone's saying somehow we're going to get everything to the cloud and they're looking at two or three year migration and it's a it's a process mm -hmm. uh, and certainly from our perspective we now have the kind of the, the cloud version of spinfire mm -hmm. so and, and it, it, we, we're kind of following the same path that you might be familiar with with microsoft office where you can visualize in the cloud mm -hmm. But then sometimes it gets a little difficult to work with. Can I put it that way charitably about, yeah. And sometimes you say, yeah, I'll, I'd like to actually work with this on my desktop application. So that's the way we work. We have a level of functionality that's increasing in native cloud. And then you can press a button and say, I'd like to visualize this on my desktop and it'll evoke your Spinfire desktop and you can do that. And then the file is, is, is still in the cloud. It persists. So we're, we're moving to increasingly provide that capability within our overall cloud suite. Yeah. You know, here at TechSoft, we support over 600 different software companies like, like Actify with producing 3D engineering software. And uh, every year we, we add new partners to, to that mix. We're seeing very little new desktop applications. Yeah. And, the majority of what we're seeing being developed now, new new startups or even larger companies creating new products, it's almost completely on the cloud. So having a cloud strategy uh, for our listeners is is going to be critical, right? So and it seems like that's the the case for Actify too, as you've you've invested in this space. Yeah, and I think automotive traditionally isn't a bleeding edge type industry. Um, no, it's not. But we don't honestly. I think I can honestly say I haven't heard a customer. They, what they what they do tell us is they are mandated for security reasons to keeping some data on premise. So the we have some hybrid capability, which my colleague uh, VP of products would spend love to spend a very long time talking to you about because it's sophisticated stuff. But basically, we are isolating the visualization user from having to identify the location of the file. So we have sophisticated search capabilities and you know, behind the scenes, we may be going to a PLM system or a PDM system. We may be going to SharePoint. We may be going to a Z drive. It could be going to anything or uh, it could be native cloud. Mm -hmm. And customers typically will have an on-prem server that's dedicated to a particular OEM customer. And that there's very strict check-in, check-out rules associated with that, which we comply with. But the user experience is, hey, I need to see that file. 
and we take away all that searching and security and all of that stuff in the background. And yes, we, we know what happens when the lights go down or someone drives into a telephone pole. We have all that kind of contingency stuff taken care of. Yeah, so having that, that backend infrastructure is important and on-prem, absolutely. It needs so to yeah, so the data, I would say, just to clarify for everyone, we're not saying that everyone's data is moving to the cloud because that is definitely not the case, but the user experience is moving yeah. to the cloud. Yes. Yeah, no, thank you for that clarification. Let's talk about just a few of the challenges. You know, our, the industry is advancing, right? And so what are some of the, the challenges you're seeing facing the automotive industry and then us as, as software tool providers trying to solve some of those problems and, and rise to the occasion? Well, we are at the start of a new era in the auto industry. And so, We've got a longer list of challenges than we have of solutions because the change that's taking place is a once in a century change. And that's, you know, people understand that the electrification is happening, EVs are happening, depending on where your listeners are. It may have happened. <laughs> if you happen to be in Scandinavia, you're saying, hey, we did that two years ago. So things are changing very rapidly. And what people see is different vehicles. What they're not seeing and what's happening under the skin is that vehicles are being built differently. The fact that there is a skateboard platform that's shared among across many, many models and that there are very much less underlying platforms. GM is an example. They're going from something like 550 to I think it's 19. So mass simplification. Uh, Tesla's driven a new way of building cars. I used to talk about the TPS as the Toyota production system, now it's the Tesla production system. You've, you've seen pictures of bodies going down production lines, not happening anymore. It's the, the body is built in, in a front and a rear and they're stuck together this way. The time scale for a product coming to market, a new model, in the US and Europe, it's traditionally been about three years from concept to start a production. In China today, the world's largest manufacturer of, of EVs. It's not Tesla, it's a company called BYD. BYD, build your dreams. And they get a new vehicle from concept to production in six months. Oh, wow. Now, when you do that, you can't, you can't look at your process and say, how do we improve it? You have to come in with a complete clean sheet and innovate. And the nature of the products is changing. I visit the Detroit area. I'm based in California, but I visit Detroit every month. And last month, I met two companies that build driveline components like shafts, axles, and so forth. And first thing I, I learned was the first thing they learned. E electric motors provide instant torque. And when you apply that massive torque to the traditional shaft or axle, it shreds. So they had to find new materials. They had to, by the way, we want to reduce cost. By the way, we want to reduce weight. By the way, it's got to be 99. This is BMW. The, the supplier said we used to have 99.5% efficiency. In other words, the, the twisting rigidity of this shaft, 99.5% of the energy would reach the, the wheel, right? So that's not good enough because we're trying to get more range out of our vehicles. 
they increased it to 99.7%. That's not, that's not good enough. They demanded 99.8%. And you got to do that while you're making it lighter. Oh, and by the way, our vehicles are really, really quiet. So we want no noise from that rotating tube. That's got to be silent. And yes, we'd like you to do that in six months. So the change from a supplier perspective in now they're dealing with a whole new bunch of customers. Again, more files from different places, right? Mm -hmm. They're dealing with different systems. You'd be amazed to learn the Chinese don't follow the same process that BMW does, et cetera, et cetera. It's just an incredibly challenging environment, but it's kind of fun because it's an invention. It's a reinvention of things that have been done the same way for decades. So people don't have all the answers. There's a spirit of collaboration. There's a lot of uncertainty. You know, some companies won't make it, but the companies that are willing to innovate, the ones that are willing to be the first early adopters, the ones that say, hey, this might not go smoothly, but if we don't do anything, we're out of business. And they just move ahead and fail fast and, and act more like a startup. Those companies are flourishing. So it's a it's a real new era in the industry. So I don't know if that was quite the answer you were looking for, but it's a really exciting time to be in the automotive industry. It is. No, absolutely. And it seems like because of that reduced time from design to production, these systems that you're building, these pipelines, the automation, the immediate access to visualization of your of your CAD um, parts and assemblies is 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 critical for success in order to meet some of those, we even have to push it, push harder. What else can we do to right. equip and, and arm our engineers and our, our staff to make sure that they have everything they need to make informed decisions, right, quickly. So they have the information at their fingertips to make a, an informed decision to act in the right way. That's right. And and they're using CAD and actually the engineering side of their business is, is sophisticated. The actual tracking of the process is universally done with Microsoft Project, Microsoft Excel, and maybe some bits of PLM or ERP. Mm -hmm. So you've got a frag fragmented, highly manual environment. And so the CAD file is the center of you know, a, a whole digital program so that all the information is in one place. And that takes out masses of work that they do communicating status and talking to each other about so what's the status of this and when's that order coming in. And we can put that all in one integrated system for them, which is the level we're now focusing at with the collaboration, with the visualization in a business suite designed to help them launch products very fast. Excellent. Well, Peter, that, that was great. Great conversation. Thank you so much. We we appreciate your partnership and, and being able to support you to, to fuel innovation in the automotive sector. Um, real quick, where can people find out more about Actify? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jonathan. Uh, Actify.com will, will get you to all the information you need. And uh, we, we welcome meeting new companies. If there's anything we can do to help other TechSoft partners, we're always open to that. Again, we feel we're in an era of collaboration. We're moving forward. The cloud is new. The industry's changing. I am young again, just looking at all this opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. 
times to be in, in engineering, that's for sure, to solve kind of the next generation of problems. And if you do want to get some flowers to Peter and his team, you're in the California office. Is that right? I'm, I'm in California. And okay, yes, sure. happy to receive flowers. Thank you. Great. Well, thank you so much, Peter. This has really been a pleasure. Pleasure for me. Thank you for the opportunity. And thank you both for your time. And thank you also to our listeners who joined us for another episode of Beyond 3D. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with friends and colleagues. Uh, they might enjoy it as well. And please subscribe to Beyond 3D on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. And also leave us a review. And that way more folks who are trying to solve those challenges of working with 3D data and uh, all things 3D uh, can find us and join the conversation. So until next time, thank you all. Thank you for joining us on the Beyond 3D podcast hosted by TechSoft3D. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review or subscribe on SoundCloud. To listen to past episodes or learn more about TechSoft3D, visit www.techsoft3d.com forward slash blog. Send us comments and suggestions at info at techsoft3d.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again on the next episode of Beyond 3D.